Hello, I'm Robert Bateman and this is the Privacy Corner where I talk you through my top three picks for privacy news developments every week. And thank you to Privado AI for sponsoring these videos. So this week, is online advertising a national security threat? I'll be looking at a report from the Irish Council of Civil Liberties that suggests it is. Google is beginning officially to phase out third-party cookies. So a recap on what that's all about and whether it's really going to happen this time. And the EDPB has issued new guidance on the cookie bits of the e-privacy directive. A very old law that one might have thought did not require further interpretation uh, 21 years after it passed. So the ICCL, Johnny Ryan and helped by Wolfie Crystal, have published some very interesting research about the national security risks raised by real-time bidding, RTB, the ad tech ecosystem, uh, where Internet users are assigned uh, a number and associated with certain terms from taxonomies that infer what sorts of people they are and what sorts of things they like, what sorts of qualities they might have to enable advertisers to bid for advertising space uh, in front of that person. So some of the labels that Johnny Ryan and Wolfie Crystal have discovered from various players across the RTB ecosystem include intelligence and counterterrorism, government legislative branch, public policy, national security, military, army, aerospace and defense, defense industry, also things like depression, anxiety, gambling, high spender, mental health and substance abuse. So a potentially dangerous combination of attributes here. If you can re-identify someone from commercially available data, as we know is possible, you can buy this data and it is possible to derive who it is about. And there are indeed services that will do this for you. Perhaps not you, but state actors for sure. It is possible. So if you know where someone works and what sorts of traits they have, particularly sensitive traits that might be used for compromat, as the Russians call it, or blackmail, we have a national security risk here, the researchers argue. And some of this data ends up in states like China and Russia after being after leaving Europe. So some very worrying uh, research, well worth a read. The report is called Europe's Hidden Security Crisis. There's another edition for the US as well. And they make some very sensible recommendations as to what Europe should be doing about this. Very interesting research. Now Google, uh, speaking of cookies and online ads, has promised it's finally time to start deprecating third-party cookies. So their privacy sandbox initiative consists of a number of different ideas for how to uh, reform online advertising, including Topics, which is a cohort-based model with lots of client-side processing. We'll come back to Topics later. Um, and 
they have been planning to implement this for many years, but it will give Google a lot more control over Chrome users' data. There are 3 billion Chrome users, so they have huge market penetration uh, with this browser. And they're going to turn off 1% of users' third-party cookies by default, starting in quarter one next year. Now, 1% of 3 billion is 30 million. I did have to use a calculator for that one, just to double check. Never confident about my, my mental arithmetic. So that could be a very big deal. I imagine it, if it goes wrong, it would affect lots of people. Um, so they are treading carefully. Of course, Safari, uh, Firefox, Brave, these, comp these browsers already block third-party cookies by default. But Google, well, when, 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 when Google changes something, it has a big impact on lots of people, lots of businesses. So we'll see if it actually happens. The Competition and Markets Authority here in the UK is watching very closely. And that's part of the reason for the delay so far. Um, lots of people are not happy with topics. I think, broadly speaking, it is an improvement from a privacy perspective. But, of course, there are competition concerns. And it's not perfect. It does still read browser history, for example. <clears throat> the European Data Protection Board, uh, in our third story, has put out some draft guidance on the technical scope of Article 5.3 of the e-privacy directive. So this is a very old law uh, in you know digital regulation terms. It passed in 2002, and these amendments, to be fair, passed in 2009, so only 14 years ago. But still a long time, and we're still wondering what exactly they mean. I'm not. Many of you watching do not wonder about that. We know what the privacy directive says. But it is flaunted and violated billions of times a day. So you need consent for basically any analytics or marketing cookies, to put it in the simplest terms, and many other purposes too. Uh, I think fraud detection, for example. I think you probably need consent for that under the e-privacy directive. Uh, I won't uh, quote the articles, but nonetheless, suffice to say, it's a rather strict law, and the EDPB has always interpreted it rather strictly. And over the last few years, we've had uh, lots of companies uh, fairly well-intentioned, I, I think, who want to provide a way for some degree of tracking with a minimal amount of privacy issues. So using different techniques to track without consent. That sounds very nefarious, but I honestly don't think it is in, in a lot of cases. Uh, at the moment, we just have very intrusive tracking without consent because no one bothers complying with the e-privacy directive. So if there is another way, then perhaps that should be encouraged. However, the law is the law, and the EDPB interprets it uh, quite literally, which I think is quite reasonable. And they go through some of these ideas for new ways of tracking that, fall out, that purportedly fall outside the scope of the law and basically shoot them down in flames one by one. So client-side processing, like topics, where you do most processing on the device, the EDPB says, well, that's good, you don't need consent for that, unless you want to actually uh, transmit the results of that processing over a network. It's not much good if you can't do that, unless you're going to 
go to someone's house and look at their device, you need obviously access to that information. IP address tracking. Can you track someone just with their IP? That's not a cookie, not a pixel, not a beacon, but it's information stored on the advice, on the device. So uh, unless you can be sure that the IP address did not come from the user's device, the EDPB says, you need consent. Uh, I don't know if it's possible to be sure of that, so that one's out the window too. Uh, there are some methods of creating unique IDs using, for example, a hashed email address uh, that some people have proposed as an alternative to cookies. Does that fall to that side of the scope of the law? No. Uh, it's still stored on the device, still needs to be retrieved from the device, so the EDBB says you still need consent. Um, none of these ideas appear to work according to the EDPB and frankly I don't think they're reading the law, the law incorrectly but something has to change because you know there's billions and billions of of non-consensual implementations of the law the replacement the successor law the e-privacy regulation I don't think that's actually going to happen it's been six years since it was proposed no progress whatsoever really and I have heard that the Commission is going to withdraw it. So I don't know what the solution is really. Either it needs to be enforced, the e-privacy directive, or something has to change in the law. Uh, because we can't have a law that's just, just flagrantly violated so many billions of times a day. Uh, so that's all from me this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, more stuff in the newsletter. Do subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, it's got some great recommended reading, more on all these stories and, and links. Thank you again to Privado AI for their support of this uh, these videos, and I'll see you all next week.